everyone, this is Mike and Kirsten, and welcome to our podcast, Latter Day Radicals. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences in the wonderful world of young single adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had the pleasure, if that's the word to use, I've had the pleasure of being in a handful of different YSA wards in my young adult years. I um, avoided them like the plague. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so YSA, I've always known about them. I'm the youngest of five kids in my family, and there's quite a bit of an age gap between me and my closest, my next sibling, I guess. And they all attended YSA. I knew about it. I, I had an idea of what it, what it was, and, but it wasn't really till I got older <laughs> that I kind of realized what the purpose of YSA. So I'm going to ask Chris, I'm going to put you on the spot. If I were someone to come up to you and say, what is the point of YSA, what would you say? To get married. <laughs> because if you think about it, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you don't drink alcohol and you probably don't go to bars. Full stop. I mean, how else do people meet each other? That's true. Bars, clubbing, online dating through a friend of a friend. And even if you were to meet someone at university or college or work or something, and you're like, hey, let's hang out, where would you go? Yeah. A club, a bar, a, a restaurant. Like, yeah. And if you're someone who is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, you, not that you're opposed to marrying someone who isn't a member. But if it's really important for you to get married in the temple, you you do need to marry someone who's a member. And so YSA is a place, I guess, where they throw all the single folk into one congregation and cross their fingers and hope that sparks fly. So you remind me of an experience, one of a really early memory of mine. Uh, I have three sisters, and my my second sister was getting married, and we. Where we lived at the time, our closest temple was, I think, a five-hour drive yeah. from where I grew up. And so it was quite a, it was a little bit of a road trip to get to the temple. And my sister was getting married, and we were driving down. And I, was, I don't know if it's just late at night. I love this sister, by the way. But when she gets tired, she, she gets a little loopy. Um, and I don't know if that was the case because I was young. I was probably five. I don't remember uh, how old I was, but I was young enough, five or six. I was young enough to remember uh, sitting in the back of the car and we're driving down and she t- she turns to me and she goes, when you grow up, I want you to make me one promise, no matter what. And when you when you tell a five, ask a five-year-old, six-year-old, to make you a life promise when they're that young. Like, I don't, I don't know what she's thinking, but she looked me dead in the eye and she goes, promise me that no matter what happens in your life, you will be married in the temple for time and all eternity. And as a six impressionable six year old, I was like, Oh yeah. She goes, no, promise me right now. Make that promise, that commitment to me right now. And I, I just, it obviously stuck with me, but 
making that promise had always kind of stuck with stuck with me and through primary through youth activities young men's the mission everything it was one always been in the back of my mind that being married in the temple was one of my goals in life and in order to get complete that to check that one off my my list ysa was the key apparently or allegedly it's funny when you say like getting married in the temple was one of your checklist goal items because for me getting married in the temple was more about going to the temple to receive my own endowments mm. <laughs> marriage was just sort of like well yeah like i'm i because it was like this more when I was a youth, but the only time a woman went through the temple was if she was going on a mission, if she was an older sister, like a convert, or if she was getting married. <laughs> and, and I knew I didn't want to go on a mission, um, but I knew I really wanted to go to the temple and I wanted to go receive my endowment and I wanted to do family history and I wanted to feel that peace and be in that presence as much as possible. And marriage was kind of part of the deal. So obviously my, my goal set was a little bit different. <laughs> when I graduated from high school, I took a gap year. I stayed with my parents for a bit and then I moved to Alberta, the province where we live now. And then I started university, but I didn't choose a university campus where I knew there was a lot of YSA members. I literally moved and chose a university <laughs> campus in a small town that only had a family branch. And if I wanted to go to YSA activities, I had to drive into the city, which I never did because I was so busy. I was working and doing school and just making myself busy because I didn't necessarily want to get married right away. Like I wanted to finish my degree. I maybe wanted to work a little bit. Like I never thought that anyone would be interested in me like that because in my mind it was like, I was, I was like not attractive because I had no self-confidence whatsoever. I didn't feel like worthy enough to, to be someone's partner because like I had been like, I had been sexually abused as a child. And so that kind of compounded into like more and more issues. So I, I just avoided it like the plague. Which is insane because <laughs> the first time I met you, I'm like, this, this woman is confident. She's so sure of herself. She like all these things you just said, the first time I met you, I was like, wow, like, boom, this is a lady. Maybe, that, I, maybe uh, I'm. I'm a really good actor, I guess. Oh, I don't know. But and like the few times I would go to YSA activities, like I would not be enjoying myself. I would feel so awkward and so uncomfortable. I didn't know anyone. I was really shy. I'm an introvert. The first Sunday that I, I went, like deer in headlights. I was like 18, almost 19, deer in headlights. I probably looked petrified. I was sitting by myself. Someone came and sat next to me because I'm pretty sure like the congregation I was in like they had a goal to never let anyone sit by themselves and I know that because I was raised in the church and I understood what was happening and I didn't feel like they were just they were trying to be my friend it just felt like they were trying to fulfill that obligation to not let anyone sit by themselves so I was really self-conscious about that because I didn't know anyone and then after church the bishop came up to me he's like hey like 
what brings you here? Did you just move here? Like, where are your records from? Like getting prepared to like get me in and like, let me meet with you. And I was like, uh, I actually live in this small town and I'm going to school there. I'm going to come occasionally on Sundays when I can make it, but it's a drive in the winter and listing off all these excuses. And then I feel like I left after sacrament meeting and I left in tears because I felt so, I felt like I was from the outside looking in and it didn't feel as welcoming and homey as like a home ward or home branch does. And I, I just want to. It's intimidating. It's very intimidating. So my last interview on my mission with my mission president, he said like, all right, so when you get home, I want you to date someone every week. I want you to date someone new every week. I want you to find someone new to date and I want you to, to date lots and get to know people before you jump in and, and I said to him, like, yo, yo, hold on, hold off. Do you know where I'm from? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, of course I do. As he's flipping through his binder like a maniac, um, trying to find my my record because <laughs> he wasn't confident. And then he opens it up and goes, oh, you're from Alberta. Oh, that's – I don't know. Actually, at first he goes, yeah, I know where you're from. You're like, Idaho. And I was like, I, I'm not from Idaho. <laughs> And he goes, oh, Alberta, that, that's the same thing. I'm like, it's, it's not. And I didn't have immediate plans to jump into the city and start attending YSA. Like, I, I didn't really have plans. I kind of wanted to sit down and try to map out what the next five years of my life was going to look like. And I, I wasn't – I really didn't know what I wanted to go to school for. I knew I wanted to go to school. Um, and so – Part of that exploration of getting home and feeling out what the next year would look like, uh, I ended up moving in with a family member and jumping, and they literally ushered me like, all right, this is your YSA ward. This is, here is this person. Call them. They will drive you. Like, they mapped it out. They, they knew exactly where I was supposed to be, when I was supposed to be there, and I, I jumped into my very first YSA ward. And for me coming off the mission, it was pretty fun. Like I had fun. It was a really, a really inclusive. But you're a guy. Yes. A very inclusive uh, YSA word. Everybody wanted to get to know me, but I also was. A return missionary. I was also fresh meat. Yes. Not saying I was like. The cats. Meow, I I but... literally felt like girls were glaring daggers at me because I I was competition. And the thing is, I never felt confident in like, oh, I'm I'm a looker. I'm someone that's going to woo the girls. But I uh, I went to my first wife's ward and I met people and I started dating, trying to date. Like it it just kind of turned messy and weird and relationships and talking and, and it was kind of like it's just this this whole new bubble world of hey like I, social social people, rules and any expectations per, any person i could be talking to could be a potential wife which is kind I of i mean which is very but sounds very like conceited and like and we know those people, but no, like everyone was constantly sizing each other up in conversations. Like, would I go on a date with this person? Could I see myself with like, cause there's a lot of pressure to get married. Cause you're not, they don't want you to stay in the YSA ward forever. They want you to like 
leave. Yeah. Because they're getting married. And I think the biggest lesson I learned within the first YSA word I attended is that it's very difficult, if not impossible, for girls and boys to be just friends. Because if you're hanging out with somebody, like there's, there's people I made friends with that I would, I would have considered them lifelong friends. Like they would have been a close friend. I I could have spent the rest of my life being close to as, as getting together and doing things, but I I can't even count those same people. I constantly have people come up to me like, Oh, so you dating so-and-so? I'm like, no, they're just my friend. Well, you spend a lot of time with them. I'm like, because of my friend. Oh no, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. And so that so, that was hard. That was a tough lesson to learn. <laughs> oh gosh, and dances too are like oh. <laughs> and I went to I think one dance. Yeah, I went to one dance, um, just with my my friend who ended up moving to the small town with me to be my roommate. I love her. Um, <laughs> and we went to one dance together and I hated it because I didn't realize that most people go to YSA dances with a date. I, I didn't realize Sometimes. I thought it was just like a, like a, you know how like young women, young men's dances, Youth dances like yeah. there were no dates, right? There's like dates and dates are encouraged. And, and if you show up alone, like you have a target on your back and that sucks because <laughs> You're, you're so, right. It was so you uncomfortable. Didn't... And then if you didn't want to dance, then you'd have like the bishopric's wives oh. talking to you. And like they I feel like they feel bad for you, even though it's like, no, I'm here for the food, and then I'm leaving. Like it it was just, oh I know. And then just Okay. Oh, it, just, I had... it makes me feel so, but I'm also not if I if I weren't a member. I also wouldn't be the type of person that would enjoy going clubbing or going dancing with friends. I, I'm more of like a go to a movie and then go home into my bed and read a book and maybe eat a bag of Cheetos. Like that's, <laughs> kind of, that's, kind of, that's my vibe. <laughs> so for, for a, one of the situations I had at a YSA dance, I mean, you're right. You, it was awkward because you didn't have to have a date. But a lot of people did go with dates. And, so and then there were so many like, dances yes. where you would go and ask it was expected. Someone, you were expected to go ask someone to dance, but then they're like, sorry, I can't. I'm here on a date. And then you're like, Miss Memo. Yeah. Or there's many dances where you're expected, like preference or. Um, Skip that. What's the other one? Preference. Do you remember? Did you ever go to like color night where like. You had to wear a certain color, and if you were, I don't okay, Let me know if I butcher this, but I think in my green mind, green means go. Green means that you're good to date. Yeah, you're you're single. You're looking for someone to mingle. Yellow, um, is- yellow means that you are like, you're not in a relationship, but you're not kind of able to be date. Like you're like a you're a missionary, a future missionary. Yeah. Potential missionary. Red was you are in a committed boyfriend, girlfriend, or engaged relationship. Yeah. And so I mean that those are those are good nights if you're looking, but (laughs) and that's weird that you have to do that. Yeah. I had but that being said, I remember being at a dance and members or like members of the YSA presidencies and their wives 
were trying would to be, match would me. be chaperoning these dances. And one of them like literally pulled me out of the crowd of people and said, Hey, have you met so-and-so? And I'm like, uh, I know her. I know of her. I think I, I met her like, Oh, you guys would be perfect for each other. And I was floored because I was like, Oh, well, why is that? And they're like, well, you guys are, you guys are in the same field of education. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's what makes us compatible. Like, I don't no, No, this, this matchmaking job is not for you lady. Yeah. But they're trying, like they're trying to help and try to ease the tension and try to make sure everyone feels included, but flash forward. So this was our YSA experience before <laughs> we met each other. After we met each other, I, we were, we were dating fairly, fairly seriously. And I, I pretty much knew within the first date, I was like, okay, I'm going to marry this guy. I'm pretty positive. Like I had this feeling about you and I knew that right from the get go. So I was like very invested and I was very for it. And we'll talk about that maybe on a different podcast because yeah. I'm pretty uh, straight laced about that. But so I had, I had decided that I wanted to switch programs and the campus that I was at didn't offer the program, but the campus that Mike was at did. And so I transferred and then I moved to the city where Mike was and we were <laughs> in the same YSA ward and YSA for me was much more enjoyable because I had a buddy. <laughs> I was still working on my degree. Yeah. And we were Person dating. moved to the city. We, we dated the same for... YSA ward. We did it on purpose. I moved to the same area. Yeah. So her and I would be officially in the same YSA yeah. ward. But by that time I'd already been in like, four or five YSA yeah. ones and I knew which ones I didn't you want to be You the trail in. of broken hearts behind you. That's not funny. <laughs> um, that's not funny. Um, but it's we different. made a point to make sure we're in the same one for our own sanity, but man, did we get ridiculed for that. Because we were dating for, by the time you proposed, we had been dating for about a year. Yeah. So we, we wanted to date for a really long time. Um, First of all, it was just pragmatic. We were long distance for over half of our dating relationship. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to get to know each other in person as well. And we were like best friends, honestly. Oh, yeah. We did everything together. Um, but I also had a lot of things going on in my own personal life. And a lot of hurdles that we kind of had to get over together. Not, not, this makes it sound like I'm the biggest sinner there ever was of sinning, of sinning, sinning, sinner. But no, like it was, my mental health was really, really bad. Um, I was dealing with PTSD and I didn't realize that that's what I was dealing with. And um, there's lots of things going on in my, my family at the time. And so the thought of getting married was like not, it wasn't the right timing for us. But because we were dating for so long, people viewed us as like, it's not worth their time to get to know oh. us and be friends with us because we would just be leaving eventually. Anyways. Or it was, it was also rough because people would see us and say, why have they been dating for so long? Um, and there were a few people that came and kind of, I guess, tried to make their shot. And, yeah. and, Shoot, and like try to break us up like in front of each other. <laughs> Like it's just, I don't know. It's because it's anyone's fair game until there's a ring on somebody's face. Oh, I can't even count the number of times I've heard people say, like, well, they're not married yet. 
or or so and so was engaged, um, and or like, or Bishop so and so was engaged and broke it off because the right person walked into their life and that was the best decision of their like. How many? I, I've heard that constantly. Like, yeah. but the thing is, like, I I never experienced it where guys were trying to date me. I never experienced that. Never ever in my life, other than like you. <laughs> In a YSA setting, did anyone try to authentically like date me or ask me out or do any? I was never until I met you. Yeah. And, and I think it, there's this kind of, uh, I don't, but it was this bro code. I yeah. Guess. Like it, it wasn't okay for them to like try to flirt with me and try to ask me on dates. But the girls, you were fair game, which I find so interesting. Like, okay. So girls fight the, different. One of the things I found, it's not fair, first of all, because if because a girl a man is date, more attractive the second they're in a committed relationship. There is something there is something to say about so okay. One of the things that you would find in in a YSA ward is that often you would get houses that were all um rms or or all all guys or houses that were all girls someone would be renting it and then you would have like five six people in one house um to cut down the price of rent or um like we there wasn't it's not like byu or or yeah, anything there where, there's, where there's campus yeah. place for them like it, it was mostly a lot of houses off campuses because campus housing was not ideal because you were allowed to like drink and party and stuff drugs were always found anyways long story short there is there is kind of this unspoken rule where roommates if you dated a girl and that didn't work out between you roommates were kind of like you can't go and date her right after like i've broken that rule before for sure got me in a lot of trouble um but i mean but i just i never agreed with it where if someone's like oh i, I dated so-and-so but it didn't work out but there's like four of the guys living in that house so like i kind of would like to date and then those guys are like oh no that's it's not cool you like uh, even though i would love to go on a date with you you kind of just broke up with my roommate and bros for life kind of like that mentality which wasn't fair because that girl could have totally met that the person and they would have to jump how many hoops and obstacles just to be like, listen, I know your roommates with so-and-so, but I still want, I still find you attractive. And I'd like to, I'd like to get to know you more. And most, most of the time guys are cool about it, but I know of households where it's. They're, they're shelved. Yeah. Which is totally insane. But it's true. I'm well. so glad we're not say anymore. It was great. It was so stressful too. And then when you're working or you're going to school or you're like trying to adult for the first time in your your real life, and you're also trying to find an, an eternal companion. <laughs> it it was kind of like unnecessary stress in my mind. I mean, you have to put the work in for anything, but. YSA was literally the Hunger Games of <laughs> of, of church dating. culture. <laughs> no, it's like the Hunger Games of dating. Winner gets to find their eternal companion. Uh, so we're in the same YSA ward um, when we're dating. 
and it turned into a gong show. To hear about it, join us next time. Ugh. <laughs> you will not. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. We will see you guys next week. Please tune in. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate our podcast. It helps us try to find more friends. And clearly we need them. So yeah. we love you. Bye.